Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and today we're chatting with Michelle Toner with the Northeastern Aboriginal Business Association. So to just kind of start us off here, Michelle, maybe if, uh, if people haven't heard of you before, just a little introduction to yourself. Yeah, sure. So the Northeastern Alberta Aboriginal Business Association, most people in town would know it by NABA. Uh, We're a nonprofit organization that has been in existence since 1993, um, was founded by some brilliant Indigenous uh, local business owners here in town. And really, when it began, it was about ensuring that Indigenous businesses in our region were getting the opportunity to bid and um, hopefully be successful in securing work with a lot of the oil sands projects that were happening in their own backyards. Um, Fast forward 28, 29 years later, we're still here um, doing lots of advocacy work for Indigenous businesses, really working to help our business owners to increase their capacity, uh, provide support services, networking opportunities. So generally, that's, that's kind of, in a nutshell, a lot of the things that we do. And how about yourself? How long have you worked there and what is it that you do there? So I'm the executive director. Uh, I've been with NABA just over two years now. I actually, um, I, I like to tell people I'm new because I feel like I'm pandemic new. Um, I started three weeks before everything got shut down. And actually our first NABA showcase that I was the executive director for um our event got shut down uh, before our final banquet. So it's been an interesting forte into this position um, given given the last two years, but uh, things are looking up. Well, that's good. And I know I, I 100%, I know where you're coming from because I'd only just gotten into radio at the very end of 2019. So I had just a few months of just like, okay, this is what it's all about and everything changed. So it's getting transitioned back is going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, luckily I have been in the community for 16 years, so I had a lot of the connections to people who I would interact with in my day-to-day job already, which was fantastic. Um, I'm sure it will be very difficult moving to a new community um, during COVID and trying to interact and, and, you know, weave yourself into the fabric of the community. So, yeah, lucky that, that I did have you know, 14 years here in the community before I started this position. And uh, now you're not just here, we're not just here to talk about just NABA, but NABA has something pretty big coming up. Um, I have it here, but I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let you uh, explain what it is that's coming up in just a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, we're getting really close. Um, So April 6th and 7th, it is the return of our, it's our 15th annual NABA Aboriginal Business Showcase presented by Suncor. Um, And like I said, this was my first event when I started with the organization. So this year we're on April 6th and 7th. Um, Traditionally, the event had always been in person. So uh, trade show, speed networking, some kind of conference style sessions and a banquet. 
Um, last year, we weren't able to do any of that. So we switched to a completely online virtual format over two days. Uh, really great success, lots of engagement. I think we had six provinces and 122 different communities represented at the event, um, open to the public, lots of great sessions. And it was headlined by um, the former Prime Minister, Paul Martin. So this year, we're actually doing a little bit of the old and the new. We did see that there was a lot of great um, benefits of doing an online forum, especially when it comes to travel. So, you know, a lot of the um, people that we interact with from a procurement standpoint, our businesses interact with, they aren't in Fort McMurray, they may be in Calgary, they may be in Edmonton, and not everybody gets to go to the event. So, um, by having this online day where a full day of sessions, um, we find that more people are able to engage, more people are able to, you know, show up and learn and really engage with the Indigenous business business community. So April 6th is fully online. Um, anyone is able to register. Everyone is welcome. It's a perfect opportunity um, if you're interested in learning um, to join us. It's $39 for the first day, um, which really is a steal considering uh, the event is being headlined by Carolyn Hilton, and she is the founder of the Indigenomics Institute um, and is really going to talk about the Indigenous economy. And I think given where we are in our community um, in talking about economic reconciliation, you know, there's a, a great learning opportunity for everyone here. So really excited to offer that to our community on April 6th. Then on April 7th, we're going to actually return to our traditional format. So there will be a trade show of sorts. Um, highlighting and showcasing our certified full Aboriginal members of NABA. And then in addition to that, we will be having a speed networking event. We're having a networking luncheon. There's a series of sessions happening throughout the day. Um, and then at night, we will have a, a traditional banquet with um, Adrian Lachance will be our entertainment. And then we have two separate keynote speakers for the banquet. Okay. And, and like, and so you said this was kind of a mix as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Traditionally, it would either be it would be fully in person, but because we saw that there was um, real benefits to the online networking as well, um, we did want to bring that back this year. So, you know, one full day virtual, one full day in person. The one thing about the virtual networking is that we find it removes that barrier of people having to walk up, stick out their hand and say, hi, I'm so and so, which can be very intimidating for a lot of people. I like to think I'm quite outgoing, but I really am uncomfortable with just, you know, introducing myself to a total stranger. So this gives you a little bit uh, of an ease in and that you can send them an online message through our event platform. And then there's the capabilities to video chat back and forth um, or message back and forth and then make arrangements to meet up at, at the in-person day. So really looking forward to seeing how the two um, formats of the benefit kind of of the of the event, sorry, come together um, for the benefit of the members. We're just going to go on to our first break here, Michelle. But when we come back, we're going to continue chatting with Michelle Toner from the Northeastern Aboriginal Business Association, or better known in the community as NABA. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis. If you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Michelle Toner with the Northeastern Alberta Aboriginals Business Association, or better known as 
NABA. And we're talking about their business showcase that is coming up on April 6th and 7th. Now, Michelle, you're having some fantastic speakers coming to this event for everybody, which you're doing both live and virtual. Michelle, how did you get this many like great speakers to take part? Yeah, so I would say in looking at a lot of our speakers, um, some of them are our business owners or board of director members from NABA, so they are local. We have a ton of expertise here in this community, especially when it comes to um, business, successful business, resource extraction. So um, quite a number of our speakers are our local business owners and then and if I look at those that are not they're from our par- partner organizations so the Business Development Bank of Canada um, they're going to be speaking on operational efficiency um, and then two of our really big speakers that we'll be having at the bank but one from ATB and one from MNP they're going to be speaking to a recently released report called opening the door to opportunity reporting on the in- economic contribution of indigenous peoples in Canada Um, and that will be a panel discussion that's happening and really we felt that this report really spoke to some of the initiatives that NABA is undertaking in supporting indigenous business and growing the indigenous economy and they were more than happy um, to come and speak. Um, Annie Corver is going to be doing a session Um, she's based in Calgary but she's going to be doing a session on economic reconciliation action planning and really allowing people to understand you know why do we do a land acknowledgement what should be in your land acknowledgement um what are ways in your organization that you could be looking to make um things a little more uh friendly to non-indigenous or to indigenous people or looking at your systems and the way you interact um so that will be a great and then we had just have some really great resources here in the community i think nab is a well-respected organization people want to engage with our business owners they want to engage with industry um so yeah we just we really have a lot of support it is me reaching out for the most part um but i would say in general everyone's very receptive to participating um, that and, and and again, yeah, you answered another one of my questions basically, and that was who was this directed to? And that was if non-Aboriginal people, non-Indigenous people can still come to this, or who is it directed for? Oh, absolutely! This event is open to everyone. Um, I would like to describe the event as having kind of a three-prong approach. One is education. So we want to provide education to non-Indigenous people who are working with Indigenous business owners and working in communities that are rich in Indigenous culture and history, um, really founded in Indigenous um, communities, giving them the opportunity to learn, to understand, to have some more context for why things are the way they are in our community. Um, So education is one and, you know, our ability to provide an educational opportunity is for everyone. It's not just for our members. Uh, the second things we like to do is really to have some high-level conversations um, to get people thinking. So not necessarily a specific education, but more thought-provoking. And I think, you know, the more our society in general is thinking in broader terms and in different contexts and really looking at how everybody in our community interacts, um, the better for for everyone. And then the third uh, kind of prong for this event is a hands-on education for our Aboriginal business members. Now, some of the sessions are are quite tailored to Indigenous business in terms of Indigenous taxation and things you might need to know, um, which could be very helpful for you as an Indigenous business. 
But if you're a non-indigenous business, it may also be very helpful for you to know and to understand. You may find yourself working for an indigenous business owner. So really, you know, education is for everyone. And we see this event as being an opportunity to provide that. How do some of the things differ between uh, like being an indigenous area like, like Fort McMurray, like we like it's very integrated here in Fort McMurray. How does it differ for for somewhere that that isn't is like what kind of differences are there? Well, I mean, I think not every community in Canada is surrounded or really founded on six First Nations and six Métis communities. So I think in everything that we do, there is a foundation of Indigenous culture and Indigenous history. And has that necessarily been represented or respected? Not necessarily. Um, I would say probably not. Um, but, you know, not every community has the resources or the opportunity to engage and to listen and to understand and to therefore, you know, see the truth and then reconcile the truth in moving forward. Um, you know, I actually come from the East Coast of Canada. I grew up um, very close to the member to First Nation, which is, um, you know, has been in the news a lot lately, especially because of the deal with the fisheries and, and the purchasing of the lobster fishery. Um, I had no no history, no interaction with the with the community growing up. Um, very limited understanding of indigenous culture. Um, but here in this region, we're just wrapped in like blanketed in in indigenous culture and i think it's such a great opportunity for people to understand the history of our of our region um the other thing that's different is we have a very large pool of strong and successful entrepreneurs um not every community has that so i think when you look into our indigenous communities taking the opportunity to say you know there is knowledge here there is experience there is wisdom and being able to engage with that it's such an opportunity that not every other community has so really we want to share that we want to share the knowledge we want to share the experience and and have um indigenous and non-indigenous people for that matter really see indigenous people represented in a successful way and in a celebratory way um, and really show what is possible and for these events if i want to take part in maybe it's just uh friday or sorry uh thursday i want to take part or just in the wednesday yeah. that i want to take part i can choose which which day as well like or is it for a That's blanket right. everything okay each day no absolutely so you can purchase a ticket for uh day one it which is the wednesday is the virtual day and you can just attend online and we envision a lot of people that you know don't live in fort mcmurray or aren't making the trip here for the event um to purchase the the virtual tickets you can purchase just day two which would be um, the in-person sessions and the networking lunch. The trade show is free. If you want to just pop in and check out, visit our businesses, that part is free. If you're joining us for the networking luncheon or the other educational sessions, that is, is a ticketed day as well. It's $39 each day or $69 for both days. And then in the evening um, of day two, we will have um, a banquet. And again, we have the panel discussing the um, economic contribution of Indigenous peoples in Alberta report. And then we will also have a, a keynote from Suncor, who is our presenting sponsor, and Sandy Martin, um, who is a VP with Suncor, will be talking about business development in the future, um, hopefully touching on the St. Cruz Suncor integration, which is really um, a hot topic and really of great interest to anybody that's working in the oil sense industry 
Yes, again, in the uh, showcase is taking place April 6th and 7th. So if you want to check that out, you can go over to the NABA website if you want to book your tickets. Definitely worth the money for sure. Now, we're just going to take our last break on Fort McMurray Matters, Michelle. But when we come back, we're going to continue chatting about this amazing showcase that's coming up. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we are back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and if you're just tuning in, we're chatting with Michelle Toner with the Northeastern Alberta Aboriginal Business Association. Now, they have a really big showcase coming up on April 6th and 7th. You can get your tickets for that on the NABA website. Um, now, I wanted to ask, because there are there are many great speakers, but what if, Michelle, there was just specific ones I wanted to listen to? Like, do I have to sit uh, from the beginning to the end, or can I pick and choose which ones I, I want to take part in? Absolutely. I think that's the great thing about um, the virtual event. You, you, you pop in, you pop out. Um, the way the sessions are set up, we actually don't see the attendees on screen. We just see the speakers. They are able to ask questions and engage through a chat feature. Um, but yeah, it's totally up to your schedule. And you can, you know, if the session's not of interest, you can go into the, the networking, see who else is there. There's a full roster of attendees. Attendees are able to, you know, create their profile. And I have to say, you know, I've been able to make some amazing connections with people across the country in similar events like this where you know I I read somebody's profile and I say see that they're interested in something that I'm interested in or you know um, in one instance I met a lady she was the chair of the um, National Indigenous Games that were taking place in Halifax I sit on the board of the Arctic Winter Games we're both working in Indigenous business and we were able to connect and just have you know a two three hour conversation which was absolutely amazing so it really is a great opportunity to to meet and see who's in your community and, and make connections and like uh, sometimes some of the joy about having a virtual one as well is is it can be it like can it be recorded like if uh, if i miss a topic is there a chance if i if i've bought my ticket can i watch it again afterwards if i somehow if i don't make the 9 a.m one for instance I believe so. We had some technical difficulties last year and that we didn't uh, get our sessions recorded. So that's actually something I am going to um, make sure happens this year. So we will be recording them. Um, we just have to get the permission, of course, from the speakers to make sure that they're okay, that we we play it back or we send it back. But the system that we use is so great that we're easily able to connect with people and, you know, send those videos out if they didn't if they didn't see them in the first place so yeah there's so much great about virtual but there really is such still a desire to connect in person and originally we had a lunch and learn session scheduled and I thought to myself people don't want to lunch and learn they want to lunch and talk and people you know have been craving social interaction so we've decided to just make it a networking luncheon where people have the ability to just interact and catch up. Um, We did have the NABA golf tournament last year, but we haven't really had any in-person events in the last two years. So this is going to be the first big one since March of of 2020. So we really want to give people the opportunity to to get together. So they'll have lunch and then we'll we'll move on to the afternoon sessions. Uh, You mentioned the golf tournament. Is that going to be coming back as well? 
Absolutely. So NABA hosts a golf tournament every year. Last year, it was a double shotgun, 288 golfers. Uh, we will be doing the same. Uh, let me, I want to double check so I don't get the date wrong. It is June 8th, which is a Thursday. Um, last year, we did have to push it into July just because of the, um, sorry, June 9th. I was going to say, I was like, wait, I have yeah. June 9th on mine. <laughs> yeah, June 9th. So uh, last year we did have to push it out into July, which was great foresight because by the time the tournament came around, the restrictions had been removed at that point. Um, it's an amazing day. You know, we usually kick off with uh, some traditional drumming and some prayer songs, lots of activities on the whole, huge banquet. Um, we had the perfect weather last year. So our sponsorship package, it, it got a little bit delayed. And then with Showcase, you know, didn't want to create too much confusion. So, but we do ask people to really, you know, save the date, mark your calendar the sponsorship package should be out in the next week or so um and again you know we do like to highlight our members um first and foremost at the golf tournament but it is an open tournament so other people who are not a member of naba are able to golf in the tournament so for the 2022 naba aboriginal business showcase that's presented by suncor happening april yeah. 6th and 7th as well as the golf tournament happening june 9th for either of these how do i sign up so the easiest way uh, to sign up for the NABA showcase is to go to the NABA website and then it will link you to our event website because the event website is linked through the virtual port portal. So it's like feedloop.com slash NABA showcase 2022, which is, is a little bit, you know, difficult. Um, so if you go to NABA.ca, so N-A-A-B-A.ca, um, we do have a link to our event listed there. And then you can purchase your tickets um, for day one, day two, or both days, as well as the banquet right there on the site. You'll get a confirmation email and login information. Um, there is an app as well for your phone, so you're able to um, you know, see everything on your phone quite easily. One of the great things about the, this system is we have, it's called Game of so interacting with our speakers, our sponsors, our exhibitors, they'll give you a code. You enter that code into the app and then it tallies your points throughout the day. You can see who has more points than others. And then at the end of the day, we will do some draw for some great prizes. Um, so yeah, so go to our NABA website online. The golf information is not up yet. Um, Sponsors can always reach out to me directly, so ed at naba.ca. Um, and then once we're open for registration for golf, that will be on naba.ca as well. Okay, and before I let you go here, maybe you can give, uh, just let people know the benefits and the reasoning of why the showcase coming up here in April is worth checking out. I, I mean, I think the benefits of Showcase are endless. Uh, number one, which has always been the driving force behind this, is to come and see and learn what our businesses do, what their capacities are, um, all of the variety of different industries that we're servicing um, as Indigenous business owners. The next thing I would say, the next benefit is is learning, furthering your education, increasing your awareness, creating new context for the community in which you're living and working in, um, and, you know, knowledge is Power. So the more that you can get, the better. Um, and we're hoping that we can provide some of that for you. And then finally, it's a, it's a social opportunity. It's been a long two years. And I think whether we're engaging, you know, socially on, on a virtual platform the first day or in person the next day, um, through the variety of events that we have happening, that you will be happy to be part of the community that is gathering for this event. 
Well, thank you very much, Michelle, for coming on here and talking to me today. And uh, yeah, so if anyone wants to take part, head to nava.ca right to the events. Best way to do it. Thanks again, Michelle. Thank you so much. Big thanks to Michelle Toner with the Northeastern Alberta Aboriginal Business Association for talking to us today. I really do appreciate that. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Manors. But if you missed it and you want to hear more, you can head to our website at mix1037fm.com, where a fresh episode of the podcast is put up every single day. I'm Adam Ophis. I will chat with you again tomorrow. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.